Well, hi friends, it's Jill again, and I am here today with the Uplift Effect podcast to talk to you about something that I hear very, very commonly, and I know is something that comes with a little bit of a kind of a sore subject, right? And so I'm going to tackle it anyway, and I feel like there is potential that it can step on our toes just a little bit. But parenting is going to require that our toes (laughs) are tough. And so I'm going to work with it anyway because I think it's really important and it's a subject matter that I think is harder than it seems like it should be. And yet it is hard because there's so many things we're juggling and this one thing really stands to get left out and dismissed and forgotten about in the middle of the hustle and bustle. I want to remind you, however, before I get started on that, that very soon I am going to have a short series kind of like a little workshop for you that I am going to let you opt into. I'm not going to post it here on the face um, on uh, the podcast and I'm going to let you opt into it. I'm going to give you a link that you can go and register for this um, class series that I'm going to do. And I'm going to give you some more information about it in the weeks to come, but I'm doing it as a way to help parents kickstart a pivot. So often parents will be in a position where they realize what I'm doing is not working and I have to make a pivot, a turn, a 90 degree turn, 180 degree turn, whatever. I have to change my approach And there are some really key components to what you do on the upfront to prepare for a pivot and some changes that you might need to make in your parenting and how you work through some situations with your kids that are not going well. So what we know about kids is that they are resistant to change, even changes that are going to be for their best interest in the long run. If it's a change and they're not getting the the way that they used to be getting, they're going to be resistant to it. So what can we do on the upfront? How can we prepare ourselves? And let's make sure we've got our ducks in a row as we're then getting ready to make a change in our children's lives. And that is including a change in how we parent them. It could be a change that is coming within the family and changing some dynamics. And so we need to be mindful and prepared for how we are going to manage ourselves so that we can better manage our kids and set them up for success. So be watching for that. And I will be posting uh, some information uh, in the show notes about that very, very soon. Okay, so today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite word, consistency. (laughs) And I say it like that because 
It is the very thing that as I talk to parents or as I even talk to leaders in the workforce, managers in the workforce, and we talk about how consistent they are with their messaging, how consistent they are with their expectations, with their communication, with their accountability. It's always the sore spot. And the truth is, it's always the sore spot when it comes to disciplining our kids and parenting and some and some stuff that we, we do with our children. It's the consistency of whatever we're choosing that really is what matters. There are many different ways to skin a cat, so to speak. There are many different ways that you could address a specific concern that you have with your child's behavior. But you've got to pick one and you've got to be consistent with it. Now, you can change your mind and try something new, but you need to give it a chance for a little bit to see if the consistency factor will actually play out and yield the results you're looking for. Most parents do not give a new way, a new system, some new ideas long enough or consistent enough to see the results. And they will say, that doesn't work. Really? Tell me, how often are you doing it? Oh, come to find out, it's only half of the time. Well, that's why it's not working. Because half of the time you're reverting back to your old ways, so the child is still getting their way half of the time, and you're accommodating that as a parent, and then you have enough energy on some days, and you're trying to execute a new approach. And it's probably not being well received because it's not predictable. And that's what children are very, very in tune to. They are creatures of habit. And oftentimes they will end up falling in line with what is being asked of them if it's consistently asked of them. But they need to know what the rules are. They need it to be consistent and they need the consequences to be consistent. And as parents, if we will stick to that, Most of the time, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where we can get some things turned around. So it works for things like sassiness. It works for things like calling each other names when your kids are um, amongst themselves, calling each other names and being ugly. It works when they are talking back to us. It works when we have asked them to do something and they either tell us no or they just don't do it and they ignore what they've been told. It works for all kinds of things. We have to be consistent and our children have to know and expect that they're going to get the same response from us every single time without deviation. And when they see that, they're much more apt to fall into place and to comply.
The other little bonus, if you have multiple children, is that the younger children see you being consistent with the older children pays off for the younger children who are watching. Because the message they're receiving, what they see happening is mom or dad means business. And when they say, you better get that thing turned around, you will not speak to me that way, that better get picked up, they know that they mean business. And so I have seen families who often say their younger children, they have less of this kind of issue with if they've been very consistent with the older kids. Because the younger ones recognize the limitation and the boundaries. And they oftentimes, though they might be feisty in their personality, they know when you mean business. For those of you who have very, very young children, I encourage you to start off strong with this because I have seen what happens when you then try to implement this new idea of consistency with teenagers. Teenagers are just rebellious in their general spirit and in their frame of mind and in their nature to begin with. If it's anybody else's idea other than their own, they're going to reject it. That's just part of how the wiring in their brain is working as they mature. And so if you will be consistent with your children when they are younger, you will ease this situation for yourself when they're older. If you start implementing it for the first time at 13, 14, 15, 16, I'm not saying it's not worth it, but I'm also saying it's much more difficult, much more difficult. You think a two-year-old can throw a fit? I have seen 16-year-olds throw way bigger temper tantrums. And the reality is, is that if you will be very, very diligent when your children are younger, younger than eight, younger than 10, but particularly before the age of five, you will reap the benefits of those things. I can remember my mom saying to me when I was a younger mother and my kids were much younger and I had lots of toddlers, she would say, you, you're going to have to pick your battles. I mean, you're gonna, this is going to be one you're going to have to pick. So you can address it now or you can address it later. But this is going to be one that you will have to pick. They have to learn respect of authority. And therefore, you can work that issue now or you can work it when they're 15. But it's not going to go as well at 15. And it's going to be a much bigger uh, challenge to get a 15-year-old to comply with this who hasn't been expected to comply with that sort of thing for 15 years. And she was right. It has made a very, very big difference. Now, did I have the energy with three little toddlers and my oldest that was needing, you know, attention because he, when the youngers were toddlers, he was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. 
I mean, I mean, no, that was very, very, very difficult. But I had to put some systems in place in order to remain consistent. I had to be consistent with my oldest and I had to be consistent with each of the other ones. And developmentally, my daughter that was two was very different, obviously, than my oldest who was 12. And I couldn't use the same type of system and rerouting their behavior, as I would call it, uh, discipline otherwise. I couldn't use the same uh, same concepts. It didn't work for a two-year-old. So if you will invest in that time early and you will not let off the gas, you stay on it, it will pay off. Now, I've had parents say, isn't that kind of harsh? Like you're just always on them. Well, keep in mind that when you are doing something new, it is going to feel like you were on their case all the time. But the truth is what you're working towards is them self-governing this behavior for themselves. You're working towards them just making better decisions in doing it the first time they're asked, or to not be sassy or disrespectful and backtalk at all, to respect authority from the very beginning. That's your goal. So while at first you are having to implement something that you are on their case often about, the goal is eventually it brings more peace to your relationship and to your household. And here's one last thing I want to say about consistency and remaining consistent as a parent. What this will instill in your children is actually self-confidence. It will provide an environment for them to grow a healthy self-perception of who they are. It will give them the ability to self-regulate better when they have been in an environment where there is a foundation of consistency, predictability, accountability. All those things provide children with some stability that they need to grow healthy self-esteems a healthy coping mechanism and sets them up to be more apt to make better decisions in their life. What we know when we see the opposite is it's a train wreck. You can tell a child pretty quickly who comes from an environment that is chaotic, that is not consistent that the parenting is very hit or miss, that the expectations are not um, consistently uh, reinforced. And children do not develop well in those environments. They become very reactionary and they don't know how to self-regulate very well. So I know that's a lot of psychological talk, but just understand this. Your ability to remain consistent with your children and predictable is a gift to them 
and their self-confidence and their self-control and their ability to grow in a healthy way. And that is really where the magic and consistency is. It is a gift. It's not easy to implement as a parent because there are so many things that create distractions and our children will create some of the distractions intentionally so that they don't have to have the consequences. But if you will stay smarter than that and, and, and stay focused on one or two things at a time and remain consistent with it, it will pay off. Okay, thank you for being here today. I am always, always interested in what you would like to hear um, addressed on this podcast. So I will in the show notes have my email. You can also direct message me. I'm on all of the social media links. And I would love to hear from you. If you have a specific uh, thought or feedback or concern or predicament that you're in, I would really love to hear about it. And uh, let me compile some of those. And I could do a um, FAQs type of a podcast where I answer the most frequently asked questions. So submit those to me. Let me know uh, what you are struggling with and what you would like some feedback on. And I would love to provide that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining the Uplift Effect. Bye-bye.